I think maybe we've all seen one of those memes that says something like, when your baby looks like a Gap model and you haven't showered in three days and are still wearing the same pair of pants and sweatshirt. And, you know, we look at it and we laugh and we scroll on to the next thing in our feed. But I'm bringing this up because, you know, we see all these little things time after time again. And it's kind of putting our kid first before ourselves. And we could relate this to, you know, time alone or working out or time with friends or whatever it might be. And we keep putting our kids ahead. But I want to bring something different to the table with this today and talking about making our kids such a priority that it actually subtracts from the parent that we want to be. So I'm going to talk about us being mean parents. (laughs) I think that for our families to be strong in today's world, we actually have to rise up and we need to be more of a mean mom. And I'm going to talk about that in this episode because I think it's super important in today's world and in the kids we are raising. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home friend this is where our family of six hangs out it's where our real life happens stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family we work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well come along with us to gather together to grow through it all welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who I told for a week that my toe was broken, who wouldn't take me to the doctor, and finally she took me, and guess what? My toe was broken. Jennifer Zombiel! One of my friends, Amy Carney, was on episode eight, if you remember. It was called Parent on Purpose. Will you be proud when this chapter closes? And Amy's whole uh, perspective on raising children is that we are raising them to launch them into the world as healthy adults with all kinds of good character traits. And you can go listen to that episode because it's incredible. And Make sure you follow her because she's always giving tremendous wisdom on parenting. But I wanted to open with that because our our job is really to launch these kids into the world. Our children are children that we love, that we are so proud of, that we really want to have such an important role in shaping, in all the values that we believe in. We're trying to get them to that point where they can go out and be successful and and do what they're called to do in the world, right? We all agree with that. And I think that on this journey, as we look around and we are so influenced by everything around us, we have a hard time not being the good parent all the time because, well, everyone else is being a good parent and I need to make sure I, I don't make my child mad or I don't 
ostracize them in some way or heaven forbid someone thinks they're not as cool because we have some rule at our house or what if they don't get to come forth on social media in this way they have to prove this to their friends or whatever I don't know there's so many crazy mindsets out there in today's world because of just everything that surrounds raising kids today and I do think that so many of us parents if our goal is to have these strong families with these values at the foundation of our family we have got to step up and be more disciplined in our parenting and not care about being the good parent but be okay with being the mean parent of course I do not mean the harsh parent the degrading parent anything like that I mean the parent that enforces rules because they matter and because there's a purpose behind them So I feel like this episode could go a ton of different directions, and I think we'll definitely come back to this and hopefully bring on some guests who we can explore this more with. But for today, I just wanted to make this short and sweet and just give us all a few things to think about. So I took the angle of outlining three things that make it hard to be a mean parent today, if if we all agree what I'm talking about with being the mean parent, just standing up for what we believe in and being more forceful and making sure that we we keep those virtues forefront in what we're trying to create, even if it means making a decision our kids think is horrible, makes us a terrible parent, whatever. So I want to talk about three things that make that difficult for us as parents and then On the back end of that, talk about three things I think we can do to combat those. So the first one would be, well, everyone else is doing it. And I'm not talking about all the kids doing it. I'm talking about the parents. So the parents, when we look around, well, they're letting their kid dress like this. They're letting their kid watch these shows. They're letting them walk to this destination in our community they're letting them hang out here hang out with these people do this on social media I mean we could all go on and on and on and I think that when we look at other parents it's so hard not to compare ourselves to them because we're surrounded with by them with all the social media feeds at the sporting events, at school functions, at a party, at just different things in our community. So we're always seeing it. We know what the other parents are doing. And I think in today's uh, generation of parents, we see it way more than our parents ever did because you could escape it. You could just go home and you weren't around it. But now we we just see it everywhere. We absolutely know what every parent is doing. And if we don't, we can figure it out within about 10 minutes by doing a few quick things of research, right? All right, so that's number one. Number two, isn't it hard to be mean because sometimes it's just easier to give in? It really is. The alternative to just giving in is being firm and it is almost always more difficult to be firm because most of the time it's going to come with pushback from our kids it absolutely does I mean think about it let's talk about super easy things that we try to be firm on but 
sometimes just don't want to deal with. Let's talk about TV, right? TV time. Can I just watch another show? And you don't want them to, but you give in. Sugary snacks, more screen time, staying up late, whatever it is. There are so many little things throughout our day where we can all admit it's just easier to give in. Now, does not being firm in TV time and sugary snacks and things make our our kids terrible kids? No, not in and of itself. Absolutely not. But again, what we're talking about this episode is all these little things we put into practice in our homes that add up to us being able to stand up for what we believe in and our kids being able to figure out if we hold true to our word or not. So number two, again, sometimes it's just easier to give in. Number three, sometimes it's just too much work to figure it all out. Standing up for everything that we believe in and keeping up with it is a whole lot of work. I mean, it involves a lot of research, making sure, let's just talk about screens here because that's simple, knowing what all the latest apps are, what's the problems with them, how how many hours should our kid be on it in a day, a week, what should we eliminate, what shows are good, what shows are bad, what shows do I absolutely have to be sitting in and watching with my child. I mean, whatever it is, it is a lot to figure out. And we are trying to juggle everything. We we feel like we can't possibly know all those things. So it makes us feel like it's easier to just do whatever they want us to do and say, sure, sure, that's fine because we know that we'll feel mean if we tell them no, but yet we don't really know what we're saying no to because we don't want to take the time to figure it out. So we just say yes and let them do whatever they want. I'm sure we could add 10 more things to this list of what makes it difficult to be the quote unquote mean parent, what makes it difficult for us to stay true to all those things that we want to stand up for and, and in raising our children. But those are just three that I think we can encounter on a very daily basis that makes it hard for us to do that. So if we go back to each one, how would we combat these? Okay, the first one was, well, everyone else is doing it. Every parent lets their kid do do this. So how would I say to combat this? Why don't we just quit watching those parents? I mean, really, just who's making you follow them on social media? Why are you following them? You will probably always hear people say, If that person makes you feel bad about yourself when you look at them or it makes you super judgy, then unfollow them. Or if you know them and you can't really unfollow them, block them so that they don't know that you're not looking at their stuff, but you didn't, you know, unfriend them and and cause any kind of problem there. But quit watching them. Don't Fill yourself with things that make you feel bad about being a parent, even though what you believe in is actually what you think is right. Don't let other people tell you that you're wrong for that. And you don't have to compare yourself to them. There's nobody telling you you have to compare yourself to them. And I know you know that. But why keep putting that pressure on yourself? You know, an easy example here is somebody who has 
the same amount of kids as you and they're always showing their spotless house on their social media feed. If that bothers you, don't look at it. Just (laughs) quit looking at it because it's probably all fake anyway. I'm sure on the other side of that camera are toys everywhere. And if they're not, then it's not reality anyway and something else is going on. They have a full-time nanny they're not telling you about or something. (laughs) But the point is you do not have to keep looking at this. I think you can also take the things you're looking at and use them as a really good opportunity for a teachable moment. Let me give you an example. I remember probably, I don't know, Anna's 13. This was probably four years ago. And right before we had sat down for dinner, I was looking at Facebook, doing something, and I came across somebody who was posting homecoming pictures. Now, this was nobody I knew, but they had tagged, like, you know, one of my friends because their kid was at homecoming. Anyway, here's my point. The dresses that these girls were wearing was They were awful. They were awful. They were so short, so revealing. These girls were like 15 and 16 years old. And it was disgusting. And the moms were all like, look how beautiful my daughter is. And she's so gorgeous. And oh my gosh, she had such a fun night. And these pictures of these girls with these boys. And I thought, oh my gosh, you are sending your girls out there with these boys who you know, are teenage boys not honestly probably respecting your daughter very well as far as their mental thoughts simply because they're a boy looking at these girls scantily dressed. And anyway, here's what I did. I took (laughs) my phone to dinner and I showed my girls the pictures of these dresses. And I said, I want to show you this because this is what you're going to see that girls think are appropriate to wear for dates with boys and you're going to find that some parents think this is appropriate for their daughters. I will tell you it is not. We completely disagree with this. Tell me why this is terrible do you think and it led to this really great discussion. It also led to a discussion of when clothing like that is appropriate. So I have daughters that dance and you know depending on what their dances, I their studio is very good about appropriate clothing for appropriate age and for whatever they are dancing in and, and portraying. But we talked about how that's an art and you're in a theater and that is for something different and all of that. But what I think we need to do here is when we are in that position to compare it actually sets up a really good opportunity for us to evaluate our own values and what we are willing to you know really stick to in our parenting and what we are willing to sacrifice and not care what anyone else thinks of us now I wasn't going to write anything on there because I'm not getting into that or say your daughter shouldn't be wearing that that's not my place to say but I will know that my daughters will not be dressed like that and they will know why they shouldn't be dressed like that. Does it mean they can't hang out with people who wear dresses like that? Well, no. But again, it gives that opportunity for a really good conversation to come up. And 
is that making me a mean parent? No, but it's on that that wavelength I'm talking about where it does let my parents, my children see. I'm not, we're not going to be parents that are pushovers or that let you just go with the flow and the status quo and do whatever you want because everyone else is doing that. We're not doing it. So that is how you would go against the everyone else is doing it. Nope, we're not. Keep talking about that. Do you ever wish there was a better way to slow down, to focus, to multiply your time together? We do too, which is why we created Together for Family Dinner, because today's words matter tomorrow. The concept is simple. Gather together with your family at mealtime, choose a category, pass the game book, peel a sticker, pause, listen, laugh, connect, through meaningful conversation. Together for Family Dinner has seven categories, each with 15 unique and fun stickers. No one word answers, you just dig deeper to build and reveal character. Hey, we understand sometimes all you have are small moments. Let's make them big. Bring home your own to gather for family dinner at togethermoments.com, made proudly in Kentucky, USA. And one other thing that we say to our kids a lot is, you know what? You probably will be the minority of what you're allowed to do around friends. So surround yourself with good friends whose parents are raising them the same way or just know how to be strong to say no in certain situations and that's fine. And I think as parents, we need to also find parents that are making the same decisions like we will because it it encourages us, keeps us going in the same direction we wanna go And it's always much better to run with someone who's running the same pace as us than to try to just do it on our own. And I think one more tip here is find parents in your community, at your kid's school, whomever in your neighborhood, who've already gone through it and raised good kids and find out what they're doing, who are a couple steps ahead of you. You can always reach out to advice, to for advice. I definitely have parents like that who have become very good friends, I'll send a quick message to, what do you do in this situation? What should I do? And I always get something good in return. All right, the second one that we talked about there was it's easier to just give in. That's why I always try to just be that parent that my kids want me to be and do whatever they want because it's so hard. All right, (laughs) the way I'm going to say to overcome that is quit being lazy. Just quit being lazy. (laughs) Now, I am very guilty of that, and my older kids will call me out on it. Here's one easy example is like letting Nathan have more candy when I told him no, and I will straight up tell my kids, "Uh, that's because I'm just too exhausted. I'm too tired to tell him no, and they'll yell at me and be like, Mom, are you serious? You told him five minutes ago we couldn't have a cookie, and you think he's cute, so you let him have another one. And they're right. I do think he's adorable. But uh, <laughs> but when it comes down to it, you know, what kind of example am I setting if I keep giving in over and over and over? Now, of course, I'm going to let my kid have some cookies when I tell him no, and then I do give in, and that's fine. But we're talking about when we keep setting that example over and over. I think one thing that works in our 
our family for um, just when we would rather just give in to everything is holding a whole lot of family meetings. We do that. These are not official. We don't have like outlines and and worksheets to do or anything like that. Hey, everyone, let's get in here. Let's talk about this because the cleaning schedule is not working in our home or lack thereof. Maybe we don't even have a chore schedule in place. Maybe we need more organization. Maybe we need better manners. Maybe we need everyone to get along better. Whatever it is, these family meetings are an opportunity to talk well and talk often about what's working, what's not, where we're messing up, where we're being consistent where we are terrible at consistency and inevitably it leads to more structure. Maybe we end up with having more organization in our home. All this does is set the expectations so that we can all be on the same page and then the kids automatically know not to push back. So we avoid that situation where I don't have to push back and give in and say, okay, that's fine if you didn't put your shoes away this week. No, I'm going to teach you discipline in this. I'm going to teach you that you have to do this and I'm going to stick to the rule that if you don't do this, you lose TV for the whole rest of the next day or whatever it might be. But I think we just need to be you know, more committed to not giving in to our own personal exhaustion and draining. And believe me, I know. <laughs> I know it, it doesn't even have to be the end of the day. By 11 o'clock in the morning, I might be mentally exhausted and it's easier to give in. And most certainly there are going to be days where we do. But if we can catch ourselves before then, then it will help us stick to what we really want to stick to in not giving in to our kids whenever they ask for something. And then the last one was just, there's too much involved. It's so much work to figure out everything we're supposed to be doing as a parent. Well, here's what I would say to that. We all know parenting is not without work. We are raising our kids today in a world where they have access to everything, every photo they want, any kind of subject they want to learn about, every show, every song, all kinds of propaganda. They're being influenced from every single angle and we're letting them. I mean, we are. There's not much we can possibly do to not allow this without having a ban on everything. And we're probably not doing that. So we better know what is out there so that we can understand it and be able to set rules and be consistent with them. I mean, I have seen so many people post on social media like, I watched The Social Dilemma. Now I have to make a decision for our family. I got to figure out what to do. And that's awesome. I'm glad people are watching it. But It's so much harder to go back on things because you weren't prepared in the beginning. And now you are going to have a really hard time stepping up and being the parent you know you're supposed to be and called to be because it's going to be much harder 
to show up as a good parent, you're going to fully show up as a mean parent where, you know, if you're just that parent from the beginning that says, these are our rules, this is what I know, here's how we're sticking by them, then it becomes a way of life and it's going to be much easier to deal with and be able to show up as that parent. You need to be sticking to your virtues even when your kids may see everyone around them is doing it differently. I'm recording the rest of this podcast in my kitchen while ki- while uh, food is cooking and the kids are playing. So the background probably changed, but whatever. You may hear a stray piano key. Um, but I want to encourage you to really take time to understand and learn about all the resources out there to make you a better parent in those one areas that you know are kind of a struggle where you want to stand up for something with your child but you feel like you don't have enough um, maybe with your teenager about something you you don't have enough background knowledge to to prove to them because you know those teenagers want some proof And they don't always need proof. Sometimes just saying because I said so is actually good enough in my opinion. But, um, you know, take time to look at these things and consider it an investment in the future of your children. I mean, know what those apps stand for. There are so many great resources out there. Smartsocial.com, protectyoungeyes.com. And so many great things that will keep your your children engaged. Andrea Davis was on here from Better Screen Time. She's another one that provides fantastic resources. And then just look to all your friends that, again, are making good choices in parenting and find out what they're doing. What are the choices they are making? What do they do when the kids are young, when they get older? What are their rules with with all kinds of things that you think you know are making that family a good, strong family and you want to know about it. What are they doing with church, with praying at home, with the books they read, with, again, shows they allow in their home. But I want to encourage everybody to just stand up for what you believe in. I know it's hard. I know that we get swamped and, and battered from every angle with opinions and things we're supposed to do, quote unquote, to be a good parent. But I, I think that we really need to go back to putting ourselves forefront in this whole parent child relationship and say you know what this is what we stand for this is what I stand for as a parent and we are raising you in this home so yeah we are in charge and if that makes me a mean parent to you well sorry not sorry because that's how we do it here and I promise you're going to come back 10, 10 years from now 20 years from now and say mom and dad Thank you. Thank you for not being like every other parent out there. Thank you for standing up for what you believe in because I noticed it and maybe I didn't act like I appreciated it then, but I do appreciate it because I know you set me up to be the most successful person I could and you instilled so many good values in me. Now, who doesn't want that? So if you have any more ideas on this, please reach out, send me a DM. If you have a good resource for someone we could interview about this topic, I'd love to hear because I think this is a really important one. 
Thanks for hanging out with us today. As always, take time to gather together to grow and speak the words that matter. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, take time to gather together to grow and speak the words that matter.